Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And it's Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Loser? Really? If I'm a loser, God, I mean, right? Do I look like a loser to you? <laughs> Hi, Brendan. It feels like so great to like not have thousands of shows to watch. Not have thousands of shows to watch. Have a break from Drag Race because we've been recording those back to back. Uh huh. Back to a weekday night recording session. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is us. Um, yeah. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Still going strong. Still at it. <laughs> <laughs> what, wearing wizarding robes. Dan's been really mean about Ariana Grande recently. No. And I'm like really like resenting it. Well, I made fun of you for crying at that Fader article. It was a good article. No, it was good, but like crying. Oh my god! It talked about Manchester. It talked about the her consoling the Parkland kids. It talked about her relationship with gay people. Like you just have no soul. Yeah, I mean, it was a good article. I just didn't cry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then there, like we reported on it. Pete and Ariana are really taking it public. They days, are, which yeah. is uh, interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Much like um Kim K and Trump, but that's a different story <laughs> for another day. Um, we don't have a ton to get to, which is so refreshing this week. Mm-hmm. So we can really dive into the two episodes, which were both phenomenal. And we could do a deep dive, which we haven't done in a while. Uh-huh. And we have things to catch up on in the news. That's, it's a full episode, even though we've got less shows than we usually do. Yeah. <sighs> So, should we get into this, like, weird round table that um, was posted on Jezebel today? I loved it. Okay, so it was Irene from Real World Seattle. Um, Xi'an Huang from uh, two episodes, or two seasons of Survivor. Yes. And then, 
Amber Marchese. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, From Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes. The uh, Lost Season. It's So I think they, they said this is only part one of two parts of a round table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only 12 minutes. You could just d- dive in. I mean, 12 minutes is long for like an internet video these yeah, days. Yeah, but you know, I would say like watch it like just while you're chilling. In the background. In the background. Uh, Amber talks about how she, one season wasn't more than enough for her, mm-hmm. but that she wanted to come back and do another season, but her husband wouldn't let her. Jim, right? Jim Marchese. Um, also, I just was perplexed by, perplexed by how Amber ended up on a video on Jezebel because like, she's very MAGA. Yeah. When we did the Red, White, and Come Through, which yeah. are two beautiful episodes, um, she is one where we didn't have to dig hard to see where she stood. No, no. And she reminded us with her Christmas cards that we talked about as well. Oh my god. Um, but it was interesting also seeing Irene kind of almost moderate it, even though she wasn't technically moderating it. She, in the past few years, has had a lot to say about reality mm-hmm. television and like how it's done, because I think she feels like... She was um, done wrong by reality TV. Mm. And so it goes into her whole thing about... It was the slap heard around the world, if y'all don't remember. Yeah. Easy to... I think if you search on YouTube, the slap heard around the world, it's the clip of Amber being slapped by her co-star, Steven, on The Real World, who they had been getting into like a huge fight. He had been like harassing her, stealing her stuff. The big fight happens when she says that they could never be together because you're a homosexual Steven. Yeah. Um, he wasn't out of the closet yet at that point. He threw a stuffed animal into the water. Teddy bear, yeah. Um, she got into the car, then he ran back and slapped her. And she brought up an interesting point about how they aired that, but then when Snooki got punched, that got pulled from the episode, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Although Snooki's attack was like brutal. Like a like, <laughs> like a knockdown dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, just interesting. So tune into that if you are interested. But um also some crazy news out of page six. Gia Judice is not the only Judice child aspiring to pop stardom. Mm-hmm. Melania Judice celebrates her album release party. Last night. Last night. And I can't find any information to about this album. So Mm -hmm. my question is Where's the album? We want the album. Where is the album? We need the damn album. Where is the album? We need the damn album. Where is the album? Release the damn album. So yeah, we're looking for the album. But mm-hmm. let's get into what Page Six reports. Uh, another one of Teresa, Teresa Giudice's daughters wants to be a pop star. Melania, 12, celebrated her album release on Wednesday night in front of fans and Bravo cameras. Mm-hmm. An insider told Page Six on Thursday. We're told rapper Fatboy was there with a special guest for the up-and-coming artist. Fetty Wap is her idol, an insider told us. She idolizes him, and he was there. Like Melania... The 26-year-old Patterson-born rapper was raised in New Jersey. (laughs) Melania's aunt, Melissa Gorga, also known as Zia Melissa, posted a snap with him on her Instagram story. 
Teresa previously supported her 17-year-old daughter Gia's singing aspirations as she released a risque cover of Britney Spears' Circus in 2013. Yeah, she did. Beautiful cover. Beautiful. I mean, there were a bunch of songs Gia released, and then, like, the whole thing kind of fell apart. What was that band called? Like, LVP or something? Three. It was, like, almost like <laughs> 3LW, but, like, not quite. Uh-huh. It's always, like, shocking, also, to see Melania's spelled like this in 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but neither uh, here nor there. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we get to hear this album soon, if we're having a release party for it. <laughs> Uh, Brendan, this is truly a world's collide moment. This is, you slept on this, actually. Like, I know. I knew it happened, and I didn't really know I had to tune in for it. Okay, so Andy Cohen was on The View, as he's been before. They have him as a guest, yada, yada, yada. Well, he's making the rounds for Love Connection. Yeah, which, like, I won't be watching. I only watched, I watched, like, the first episode and then the Ramona episode. Yeah. Um, not my kind of show. Anyways, it happens to be around his birthday, so that the women of The View were talking about that, then all of a sudden, you hear a raspy, <laughs> happy birthday, coming from you don't even know where. Yeah. And guess who it was? Luann. Luann Deliceps. The and Countess. Like, we posted this, at least on the Facebook group, maybe we should post a little wider. Sure. Um, you have to watch this and watch every single little thing that happens because it's great. She takes 20 minutes, 20 to, get minutes to, the to, get, to get there. She is taking her goddamn time singing the slowest version of Happy Birthday I've ever heard. She's pausing for applause. <laughs> but there is... And no. waiting for the applause to end before continuing the song. Um, you know who wasn't applauding? Joy Behar refused to clap her hands. Sunny wasn't clapping either, from what I could see. Um, Sunny was also kept on calling her Countess Luann yes, yes. and Countess in Friends. Um, but Whoopi seemed to be appreciating it, but Megan was appreciating it the most. Well, Megan's like a, a fan. A fan. That's like the only thing that like makes that person endearing to me. It's <laughs> like when um, she talks about how's I speaking of which Megan um, squashed her feud with Teddy Mellencamp on The View with Andy and then they took it to Twitter it took as it well to Twitter and squashed it um, and then my favorite part this was is something Megan was starting to say something about like what this next episode loving the season blah 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 yeah yeah and like she said Lou you what's the line that uh, I've been says, to prison I've been to prison she goes yeah. Lou, I... You're Jeff. Like, I use the gif, I've been to prison all the time with my friends, but Lou hears that as... I've been to prison. I've been to prison. And, like, Lou makes, like, this, like, face where she's like, oh, oh. Like, you're my prison sister. <laughs> truly beautiful. Um, easily accessible on YouTube. There's the full Andy Cohen clip, which includes it, or they just cut out the... Yeah, um, the, the meat of it all. The meat of it. Beautiful. So, speaking of which, speaking of Lou, they promoted her show at Fifty Four Below on The View, and we have a very good call um, from someone who was there last night. Yeah, and speaking of worlds colliding, mm -hmm. there's a drag race component, which will hopefully satiate your drag race needs this week, since there's not a new episode. So let's take a listen. Let's hear it. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Dan. I'm recording a voice memo this time because last time I left a voicemail and the audio result was less than stellar. Um, I'm calling because I attended 
Countess Luann's cabaret last night as a guest of Pearl's, which is a longer story than I can really get into. But we both asked questions during the actual cabaret. I asked who she'd like to record music with, which was kind of a lame song, but I was really caught off guard. Her answer was Dorinda. And then Pearl asked her who was a better lover, Jacques or Tom. And without question, she said Jacques. And then we were invited upstairs where we hung out with Heather McDonald and Ms. Jill Zarin herself, who was joined with by her daughter and her new boyfriend, who kind of reminded me of John Modestian. It was really, really funny. He had a giant stain on his shirt um, and had a really good banter with Jill. And Jill just seemed so happy. She said that she is not returning for season 11, but she would very much like to. That was very evident. Heather McDonald, I don't mean to incriminate anyone, but she's a drunk. She's a drunk. I'm sorry. And... Lou was in the best of spirits. Her voice was a little raspier than usual, but it's still, she still pulled through for everyone. We hung out with her in the dressing room where she spilled tea. I smoked a cigarette with Luann and Pearl on the fire escape of 54 Below. I bummed one from Lou. She smokes yellow American spirits, the yellow package one. It was truly such a magical night. She is the nicest person. And uh, I just had to tell you guys because it was just the most wonderful crossover of Housewives and Drag Race. Sorry, this is long-winded. Love you. Love this podcast. Nothing beats it. Bye, boys. Thank you, Evan. And thank you also for providing the audio of Pearl asking Lou the question that was discussed. So let's take a listen. Yes, this, we have Miss Pearl Liaison sitting here incognito. Oh, my God. Hey, Pearl. Hey, man. Thank you so much for the invitation. I love your living room. I Thank love you. what you've done with the place. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Thank you so much. So we all want to know, Tom or Jacques, who's the better lover? Thank you. So, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. But Tom was a good lover, I can't tell you that. He's a bad boy. He was a very bad boy, but he was a good lover. I love the scoop. Okay, there's so much to unpack here. Yes. First of all, no John Medesian lookalike would have a stain on his shirt. Yeah. Dan stands John Medesian. He has a photo of him up in his home. That, that is true. <laughs> That's sick. Um, it's also great to hear that um, you got back your cigarette from the Della Supps family. Because um, the last time you called in, had Yeah, both... Both Evan and Lucy had given it to, given cigarettes to Delisep's children. Yeah, Noel. Yes. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. Just Jill Zarin <gasps> living her best life. Well, Jill Zarin wanting back on season eleven. Interestingly enough, Greggy Bennett tweeted uh, the night Roni aired how it would be weird for Jill to come back because the show's really so much about drinking these days, yeah. and she's sober. Yeah, but I think that could be, like, a storyline, because if you think about it, obviously Luann is sober right now. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Carol doesn't really drink that much. Um, yeah. Bethany does occasionally, but, like, it could be, like, an interesting dynamic. I think Bethany was probably drunk. She was drunk in the Berkshires. Yeah. But, like, Jill could go hang out with uh, Lou and Carol. Yeah, Lou. <laughs> I just want to see Jill and Carol interact beyond the brief thing that we saw on that Watch What Happens Live night of a thousand Dorinda doorbells mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Heather McDonald. 
interesting. Heather McDonald, interesting, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there some controversy about her podcast recently? Like, she had, like, a lunatic on as a guest? She had, okay, she had this person on who, and I don't want to, like, dip too far into it, but who, like, claims, was, like, crazy claims Like that, an Infowars-ish kind of person. Yeah, and it's, like, almost Pizzagate adjacent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I Fun. listened to the episode and I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I think that's it for the news this week. Thank you again, Evan. A wonderful report. And, like, we've had a few, um, calls from 54 Below and other cabaret performances of Countess and Friends. Keep them coming if you've got these tidbits. Yeah, she mentioned on The View, she's taking the tour, the tour on the road a little bit. Like, might be going down to Atlantic City, although I couldn't find tickets or anything so stay tuned i guess mm. uh but we have potomac in new york this week i'll briefly just touch on Vanderpump rules secrets revealed you did not watch it no which is fine because it's not required reading um if they wanted me to watch the show they wouldn't make it in like this like weird secrets revealed special yeah i mean it's a fun romp a skip and a jump everyone's like making jokes Blah, blah, blah. It's like funny scenes, and but then there's this like sad Shay Shay scene oh. with the Toms, and we haven't seen Shay Shay all season. No, we? no, no, and he's like reveals that he's like living back home again, working on the music, and Schwartz he's like, oh yeah, that's good. Like you got to keep the overhead low. Yeah, I mean, I'm still mad at Sheena for like fuck what the the fucking trickery and Ben she did with uh, revealing his addiction struggles like after he had already uh, gotten into treatment. Yeah. Like, just like fucking with that timeline there. Yeah. Uh, So let's move to Potomac. Let's, we're right back in that fight with the umbrella. Yes. And this whole episode from start to finish, in my opinion, is Robin Dixon's star making moment. She, where has she been? Has she been, she's been asleep these past two seasons. I mean, it's fine. She needed time to warm up to the cameras. I wonder if she was just kind of brought on as like a friend of Giselle's. Mm -hmm. Like someone who would sign on to do this. Yeah. You know? I think she probably was at first. Yeah. She's really coming to her own. She's finding her voice. Yeah. So, the fight. Well, it was just like, the end of the fight, Monique was just like so mad, and Robin was like having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that was like the start to me of like Robin being like great. Like, okay. she's tongue in cheek, like let Monique have actual like rage about this. Sure. Um... We get a few scenes that I want to consolidate into one conversation about Candace, which she's brings some interesting work here. She's definitely trying much harder than Monique did last season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Candace's mom does knows that Chris has two young children, but there's a third. There's one. a third older one that they decided to not tell the mom until now. And also, like you can tell, Candace is like looking at her toolbox and seeing like, she's probably known about this kid for a little bit and being like, Hmm, what could make a storyline? Yeah. And she's nervous about telling the mom. I think she's like crying, thinking about it at one point, but like, it's not even like the kid and her man don't Don't, have a relationship. Yeah. For 
it sounds like over eight years, maybe? It's like the other side of uh, Candy and uh, her kid. Yeah, but just the fact that they don't have a relationship, I don't think is that important. It's the fact that this person exists. I think the fact that they don't have a relationship is the most important part, because, like, you're... Like, talking about this person who is not consenting to being on this television show. Oh, well, yeah. That, of course. Yes. And, like, that kind of information is very easy to find out. Mm. So, like, I think that's the fucked up part. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how easy it would be to find it out. I bet I could do it with, like... You're a little sleuth. (laughs) I mean, I figured out who sucked Carl's dick. Remember? On Summer House? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You just, like, took me (laughs) for a spin right there. Uh, but uh, Candace's mom took it very well. She, a saint. Yeah, she, although, like, she plays up, like, the controlling mom character that she is, like, painted into being. Mm -hmm. But I think she, like, she took that well. Like, if we're doing parallels, like, could you imagine Mama Joyce? Mama Joyce (laughs) would, like, call the old lady gang, tell them girls... Grab got a pan. Grab, <laughs> grab a pan. Grab a... I don't even know. And we're going out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, that's interesting. Uh, quick side note. Juan watched a documentary about veganism, and the family's now vegan. Oh, my God. I heard, um, I heard Robin on a podcast talking about like storylines compared to like and how like we sort of see similar housewives storylines happen um around the same time like there will be a lot of like vaginal rejuvenation Mm, there will be a lot of like uh great gatsby parties (laughs) and they were talking specifically about porsche's vegan storyline and robin was like that was like coincidental because that we were filming while... Oh, yeah, because the, the Potomac footage is really old. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're filming, like, around when Houston is happening, the hurricane. Yeah. We've had three... We've had Houston in three of them. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, uh, Bethany. New York a little bit, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they didn't go, but it was all happening at the same time. Well, no, but I think... I think New York filmed later. Oh, yeah. You're right. Because we picked up with, with Halloween. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, Portia didn't come to mind with this veganism thing, because like, them doing it seemed realer. Like, the explanation that she gave, mm-hmm. like, why would Juan want to cook up a storyline for the show? Like, right, he doesn't give right. a shit. I like, mean, like, uh, Portia's was very much like, like what am I going to do? Oh, I just bought all these chicken wings, but I want to be vegan. Yeah. Uh, I, well, this, like, cause, not cause, but, like, I, I said, I usually say it, like, now and then, like, I feel like I could be a vegan, not so much a vegan, more a vegetarian, uh, if not for the difficulty, like, when traveling and, like, going out to dinner and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like... We purposely went to Dinosaur Barbecue the other day, so it's not like you're... Uh, I mean, no, come on. We went there because, like, we walked two blocks there. Uh, but, like, Alex will have no part in it. Right. So, that's, that's not going to already, like, soon. pared his diet down enough. <laughs> Limiting his... No, I, I purchased cheese for the household. Don't you worry. For, like, a party? No. When I make pasta, like, I get cheese for him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, he made me eat broccoli last night, which I'm not a huge fan of, but... You don't like broccoli? It's like, um... I feel like there's... I ate it, but I feel like when it comes to vegetables, there's so many great options, and broccoli is one of the lesser great options. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, you never cease to surprise me. So... Monique is doing Houston Relief, as we mentioned. Because... Mm-hmm. Her mom's from Houston, I think. Something like that. Some, there was some connection there. Uh, and it was funny with, like, Giselle showing up, can't, like, moving one bag and then turning <laughs> around and leaving. Because <laughs> she, she saw Monique mm-hmm. and wanted to leave. Uh, and then Giselle is, like, starting to... Sh- create this Sherman plot point. Right. Which, if you've seen the mid-season trailer, seems to be like it's going to grow into something more. Mm-hmm. She's planting the seeds. She's a professional. She's planting the seeds. You want to talk about Robin and the medium? Uh, there's another Robin story this week. The She is Empowered con- conference? Oh. Party? Yeah. It's pretty much a page from Siggy's book. <laughs> Siggy is over. Robin is the new female empowerment voice that we need. Do we need her? We need her. Uh, she can speak on money mm-hmm. and relationships. Making it work with an ex-husband. Making it work. A friend stole your money. Being insulted by an umbrella. Being insulted by an umbrella. <laughs> we will all be empowered at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the medium, Ashley and Monique sort of made up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had that, like, weird sit-down. Yeah. Where Monique specifically didn't order alcohol. And Ashley mm. called it out. Ashley was like, I noticed she ordered a tea, not a martini. Oh, I didn't notice that, yeah. actually. But it was funny because they made up, but in both their talking heads, they're like, we're not really made up. Right. <laughs> uh... But last but not least, the medium. You think this is the greatest medium of all of Housewives history? Not in terms of like drama, but in terms of like, like this is some shit this mm-hmm. person is saying. Right. Revealing about the mom who died. Mm-hmm. The father, the mom of Juan who died. Yeah. Who died holding on to a secret. Sitting on a secret. She was sitting on a secret. Uh, the father, Juan's father figure, also passed away. And he shows up. Yeah, because there's the other father. Because <laughs> and he he acknowledges he shows up to tell Juan that he is not the biological father. Like, but we saw the pictures. We know. I know. The, <laughs> I mean, the picture of like Juan and his his biological father was. Like, yeah, the jig is up. <laughs> it's like when you see pictures of um, Surrey Cruz and that guy who's actually your dad. Oh, that that actor. Chris, whatever. Chris from American Pie. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. He's around. Yeah. Good for him. No, I actually don't know what it's <laughs> Yeah, <happened>. no, no. <laughs> uh, and then Earl shows up. Earl who took the Dixon money and then jumped (laughs) off a bridge with it. And he had the nerve to show up. (laughs) He had the nerve to show up. (laughs) And then 
not apologize <laughs> for taking the money. He's like, nope, not good. The medium was like, normally people are like show remorse. He's not no. doing it. <laughs> He's just here to say nana nana boo boo or whatever. And then the mom says, she's happy Juan and Robin are sitting there together. And that's when I like was about to start tearing up actually. You know, mediums can Google people. And this is a lot of stuff. You think? And Chris Klein's the name of... Um, Chris Klein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was a lot. You thought this was a Google, like all Google? I mean, like... The, par- I, the parent shit. How, who's Googling? Like, I like to feed into... I like to feed into this medium stuff, especially because the medium in Morocco predicted Ramona. Oh, and my Mario. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's like... True. Maybe that is the greatest medium of all time. Because she's not predicting... She's not saying what happened in the past. She's, she's looking to the, the future. future. Well, I think it was, like, the present. Mm, is, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm sure, pretty sure. sure it was already happening. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <sighs> Potomac, wonderful episode. It's just, like, fun. It's, even when it's, like, heavy, it's easy breezy. Yeah. Um, love, I love everyone on the show. Even, I love having my least favorite housewife of all time relegated to bopping around looking for the camera. Like, trying to, like, be a part of the fight in some way. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Chris Klein has something called intensive care that's in pre-production right now. Mm, um, pre-production. Is that a, one thing come out this year called the competition? I didn't see it. Mm, mm, mm. Run, don't walk. Support series father. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This New York episode. I thought that last week was going to be like the Berkshires episode. And the previews for this week made it seem like, okay, we're, like, still there, but then we're leaving. This is probably going to be, like, a filler episode. Right. This is the, the best episode of the season. The filler part, the filler scenes in this episode... There were no were, filler scenes, I'm sorry. Were not... No, what I'm... What would what usually light. be yes, a yes. filler scene? Yes. Like, the Red Cross scene... Yes. ...was not a filler scene. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll talk about it, but Sonia bopping around in people's beds... Um. <laughs> okay. Let's start. We're picking up with the fight from last week, which we're still Carol versus Bethany, and Adam is an operator. Oh my god! What does this mean? <laughs> I tried to do a tweet using that song, operator. I, don't, I know you. Try, I don't know what that is. My mind went to smooth operator. Well, I think that's more like what that is. No, uh, I think like they're saying. Adam is a smooth operator. Yeah. Like... But, like, in a more negative sense, I would say. Yeah, so... Like, kind of like... Kind of like an Anna Delvey grifter... Yeah. ...thing. So, as far as fights go, and, like, winning fights, it's very hard to win a fight versus Bethany. Mm. And I thought we were gonna have a Carol victory... Fatality. ...when we saw the... End of last episode. But the way Bethany is a fast talker, like, I don't know. She is, in Overwatch terms, like a Gen G, like, moving around the battlefield so fast. That's like, you can't make that. That it's, like, hard to keep up. You can't make that. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) But, like, people don't know what you're talking about. It's like a swift little ninja, like, Yeah. And, like... There was, the way Carol ended it, I think, it just, like... You think it fell apart? I think it sort of fell apart, but I'm, like, 
I know that Carol was right. Actually, you know who was right? Dorinda was right. Dorinda oh. was like, everyone's talking about very specific You're things. You're not talking about the issue. You're not talking about your actual friendship. Yes. And I think she was the, the people's chorus during that. So, here are the bits and pieces I picked out of this. Okay. I think what might have set Carol off mm-hmm. was when Bethany texted her, can we be done with Adam yet? Yeah. Like, that was it. Because that was, I think, Bethany's response to what she encountered with Adam. And I think maybe Bethany thought Carol would be on the same page. Mm -hmm. Because, like, when you're dealing with someone who is up and down in a relationship... You you don't necessarily know. You can't, like... You can't be like, yeah, what a piece of shit. Da, da, da. Like, fuck him. Mm-hmm. By the way, he did this, this, and this. Because then when they get back, you're, you the, live with the... you're the one who said they did this, this, and this. Right. And they're th- and the person thinking about what you said, because they're happy back with their person. No, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that I still stand behind what we said last week. And like... People deserve to be paid for their work. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And Bethany's response to someone asking to be paid, and I get it's a charity situation, but I also work at a nonprofit, so I know that we pay people for their work. Yeah. Um, It's, like, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't think that's the... I saw more of Bethany's argument, Mm -hmm. but I'm still not on her side. Yeah. Yeah, I think her argument was just better executed in the latter half of the argument. So I'm like where you are, where I saw more of it. And that's why I was like, oh, Carol couldn't keep up. Except when they then later take it to the bedroom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump ahead for a second. Wait, we need to, we can't forget about Luann. Oh, no, no, no. I want to return to that. But when Bethany, oh no, so she screams, do you think I would tolerate a conversation if I didn't care about this relationship? And then Bethany says to Carol, I know you want to be 45, but don't act like you're seven. The seven part doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I know you want to be 45. That's like so rude. I almost jumped out this window. <laughs> it's, it'd be one thing for her to say, like, I know you want to be like 25 also, or 35, but to set the bar at 45. Because Bethany just turned 47 when they filmed this. So, like, she's only two years above what? that. So what? she set it. To, but, like, compare herself to Carol's age. It's it's so fucked so up. So fucked up and mean. That, I thought, was, like, the low-down, dirtiest yeah. thing she could do. <laughs> uh, um, let's go back to okay, yes, the table. <laughs> And Lou decides that she needs to jump in here, and uh, specifically about Adam. And it's like, what are you doing? Where she kept, she starts bringing up. Oh yeah, she's like fighting Carol, kind of teaming with Bethany. Like he's an operator. He's like he was in my kitchen. He was a Midwest kid. <laughs> like something about the Midwest, and like he he jumped from my niece from my niece. Then he got found you in my kitchen. <laughs> he lived on my niece's couch for six months. Like. It was, um, desperate, but which, but like desperate in a way I love. So then Carol fires back by by bringing up the fact that Bethany called Luann a loser, and then all of a sudden, like, 
the gears turn in reverse in Luann's brain, and then she's like, a loser. <laughs> um, well, if I'm a loser, then this world sucks. <laughs> so, when they retreat to the bedroom, Bethany and Carol, um, the editing back and forth between them arguing in the bedroom and the other five women out uh, in the living room was like... The other five women are straddling each other. They're on top of each other. At one point, they're all in like a pig pile. A pig pile. A pig pile <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> it's probably like the loosest we've ever seen Ramona. I've She's never... like rubbing legs. Normally she like is kind of, she like plays a little grossed out by lesbian-ish things. But she Lesbian-ish was, things? Like anything Affection involving... between like women. Women, yes. Uh, <laughs> but like she was like up in that pig pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being a pig herself. There literally was a pig pile. Was Tinsley a part of the pig pile? Oh, she certainly yeah. was. I mean, the core of the pile was like Lou and Stone. They had Lou and Stone were like straddling. The, straddling each other on the couch for a while. It was like... Lou usually jokes about how Sonia tries to, like, make out with her when, like, Sonia's too drunk and Lou's not. But Mm -hmm. Lou was already up there, so Lou, like, gave Sonia the night of her life. I, they ended up in the fucking pull-out bed together that night. Who knows? Oh my god. Allegedly. No, they were in the pull-out bed together. No, I mean, like, who knows what might have happened. And Bethany's in the other bed for some reason, and she wakes up looking at fish. I, yeah, I think Bethany's too calculated for that to be an accident but you thought she chose to sleep in that room I think she her producer brain was like this will be funny it'll be funny if I wake up and pretend to not know where I am oh okay I see see. yeah yeah Uh, a few other things Dorinda bringing out the cake and shoving her face into the cake with with the the candles candles all ablaze (laughs) I'm not even saying lit because it's not like there were two candles there were like <laughs> 20 candles. And when that happened, nobody was concerned, but Ramona went and like put her mouth on her face, <laughs> which was another weird thing. And then they all proceeded to make out after that. Did you notice that? Beautiful. Um, the scene of Bethany getting into Bethany, a onesie with her boobs flying in the wind. And Dorinda was like, no, Christmas is mine. Santa is mine. And proceeds to just take away the Santa suit from her. And then she's like rolling on the floor naked. But actually, I did think it was a sort of like a nice thing after that when the fight was still going on sort of midpoint and mm-hmm. like Bethany had retreated. Yeah. But like it was a nice thing where Carol was like, oh, do you have pajamas for me? Like mm. she wanted to be friends when they decided to de-escalate the fight yeah. from whatever to whatever. Yeah. I appreciated that. But I mean, we know nothing has been de-escalated. Carol, but Carol sort of goes wild, like buck wild on social media during the mm. season. It's been a thing the past few years. Yeah. So I think this is that. Okay. The next morning, everyone's a mess. Lou shutting the door on the cameraman. What do you think happened? I don't know. It was just very... Wasn't there a camera crew in there? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so Sonia's yeah. showing the damage to yeah. Dorinda. And Dorinda was, like, cool about it. Yeah. Dorinda just, like, the night before, she just wanted everyone to have fun. Yeah. Like, I think when she's not a part of a fight, she gets, like... 
sad about people fighting. Mm, I think Dorinda truly, like, loves these women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she loves... I think she loves these women... The most. I think she loves... I think she loves this new life to some degree. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, like, periods when, like, the the camera lights are on and the spotlights are on uh-huh. where it's, like, hard for her to deal with it. Yeah. But I think she also loves this life so when, like, she sees her friends fighting mm. and, like, she obviously really loves Carol for, like, all the reasons they love each other. She likes... Bethany for like the reason yeah so it's like it's hard for her mm. she's got a lot of feelings she does Certainly. so many feelings but she she loves when people comes and she, she loves, loves when, when people, people leave <laughs> uh, so they all leave and then like Bethany's like encroaching on this I mean Dorinda owns Christmas but she's encroaching with this like party at her apartment every but she's year she's had now. this like dumb little party every single time and it's like I get what she's trying to pretend it is. And, like... It always feels so less organic. Right. Like, she has, like, someone, like, hucking oysters, shucking oysters. <laughs> wasn't... I mean, we're gonna we're gonna bring this up. Didn't she bring... Didn't, wasn't she allergic to fish? Or something about fish? And she's gobbling down the sushi at the event? When did she bring up the fish? At the Berkshires with Heather... When she's yelling about oh, her, about her and allergies. Heather was like, oh, we'll get you a meatball. Yeah. I think it's maybe probably a certain kind of fish. Mm-hmm. Like like a shellfish. Like a shellfish, and you can get sushi that doesn't Yeah, have a that. shellfish. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I would like to look into that some more. Uh, okay, so the one thing about this party, though. Everyone walks in looking stun gun set to level 10. What do you... What? Stun gun set to level like 10. Like, stunning. Like, great? Oh, yeah. Like, Dorinda looks the best she's ever looked. Uh-huh. At this party. Sonia looks the best she usually looks. The one person that missed the memo seemed to be Ramona. Ramona just, like, came from the Upper East Side. <laughs> um, somebody posted Carol walking in, uh, wearing that fur, and, like, mm, placed it next to Carol, Carol the movie, movie yeah, yeah. wearing a very similar colored fur. Yeah. Uh, I do want to just say, I liked when Beth's hair was looking a lot like Lou's mm-hmm. more than now. Do you it's think a she... little long for me. Okay. Do you think she should like just copy Lou and do what Lou's yeah. doing right now? Because Lou's hair is a little different too. It's darker and a little longer. Lou's hair is longer too, but she has like really thick hair. Yeah. I would say Beth should go the short Lou style. Mm-hmm. Should she go Duran short? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only Duran. Okay, so this party. Uh, oh, wait. Also, we have a confessional look from Duran that we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Which is like a perm. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like curls there for the first She's time. She's like a little like Shirley Temple. <laughs> um, <laughs> the party. I like a white elephant because it relieves all the pressure of like a secret Santa where you have to find for a specific okay. person and that's annoying. I thought the rules are you open the present and decide are you going to keep the present or steal from someone else. I don't think the rules are am I going to steal from someone else or choose to open a present. No, they played it right. Mm, no. That's like 
I think no, you, you open... have too much power if you open the present and no. then get to choose if yeah, you want to steal. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. No, that's not the point, yeah, Yolanda. No. no, it's not. They might. It might be played differently in different places. Sound but, off in the comments below. But, but Bethany's please. from here. I'm from Georgia. I play with people from Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. So you choose whether you're going to steal or open a present. That's the risk. That's the risk. That's the entire point of the game. It's about the risk. Otherwise, you like... You're no. just like a greedy person. No, no, no. Who so, like, no this is how it goes. The, the first person opens a present. They obviously have no choice. They end up having the final choice. Well, yeah, that's a part of it, too. But they got to open a present. And they get to... They... You're saying they get to do the rule that, every, that I'm saying everyone else gets to do, but they get to do it last in my book. Well, they're the lucky one. Mm, interesting. The rest of it's about the risk. It's about the game. It's not about the present. Okay. Sure. Uh... <laughs> but it turned out everyone re-gifted anyway, so... Oh, re-gifted. Yeah, but no, but no one stole. Right. Which is boring. I liked... Uh... I feel like I liked Dorinda's gift, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember any of their gifts. But it was... A, Lou got a cleaner. A, a, a like clean a, what? what? That's what she was saying, too. <laughs> but it, like, like, said cleaner. Clean my counter, no, clean the like windows. No, it's, like, something like face. my face. Yeah. So, Ramona trying to bring up her anti-aging, and Bethany, like, jumping down her throat. It's like... Who are you? Every scene... Is like a skinny girl bottle behind you. A billboard. A billboard. A snowboard. We're filming in your damn skinny girl office. Like, let Ramona talk. Let Ramona have one thing. Jeez. She doesn't have any other businesses going on. Support other women. Stephanie. Wait, does Ramona show up to that little office anymore and still do like buying for like merchandise? I feel like she did last season maybe. I feel like it's been a couple seasons since we saw Ramona like do like her day and day bread and butter like fashion, not like mass buying and shit like that. I, I want to say there was a modern, i.e., post Dorinda, post Bethany return mm -hmm. season where she was like interviewing assistants or something. I that might be true. She definitely has talked about like the clothing industry as like a professional and like mm. she actually made sense recently, but like yeah. Um, and but we know she no longer has uh, true faith because true faith was all under Mario's mm. uh, fucking trophy and jewelry yeah, company. Yeah, that bullshit. I'm, okay. But I'm, you know how much money you can make just for fucking trophies? <laughs> like you know how many trophies are given out in this? Oh yeah, I know. In this day, day and age. age, I know. I mean, ask RuPaul. Everyone's getting a trophy. <laughs> uh, Michael. Dorinda's holiday decorator shows up. Did you see, um, actually was posted in Come Through Queens today, the tweet from Bethany? Yes. So that's part of this conversation. Okay. So the episode aired it. showing this man show up with a nutcracker. And it was a big surprise that Dorinda had pulled off. So we think. So we think. Bethany is like doing this whole... Perf like, she's doing cartwheels. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Da, 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 da. But the point being that she doesn't at any point say thank you to her. She says, you saved Christmas. I'm... This is the rare time where I'm not on Dorinda's team if she's trying oh. to make it a, like, Bethany didn't thank me thing. Because Bethany, like, did... Like, remember when Aviva showed up to fucking... Uh, the vacation yeah. and she was like I need a banner I need yada yada Bethany like 
Like into the car. Did- I know, but the car wheels like made no sense to me. And then also like the plot point. This is Bryn's wish and dream come true. Bryn is like what eight nine nine. Like a little. First of all, a little old. Bryn's eight, probably. Yeah, yeah. But like, what does she want this for? To look at? To dance with? Like I cannot, in my brain of brains, understand. What this huge nutcracker statue, what joy is this going to bring a child? A good question that was asked in um, the Come Through Queen group on Facebook, which you should definitely be following, um, is what is like one ridiculous gift like this that you you would want? And mine was, my friends got me the Princess Diana Beanie Baby recently because I didn't get one as a kid. See, there was nothing ridiculous about what I wanted. Not only did I have my own list... But I oversaw my brother's Christmas list, and like any of my overflow would go onto his list. You're like a fucking scary <laughs> ass individual. Like controlling. Like if you had the opportunity, you would probably be a dictator in like some country. No. Yeah. I would be a benevolent, benevolent dictator. No such thing. <laughs> Um, um, but let's talk about okay. So what? <laughs> what Bethany claims? Um, in, okay, tw- what's in the this. tweet? She said Dorinda was kind enough to put me on text with Michael, and she tags him Mike Harrison Arts on Insta. Um, then I paid him, and he drove eight hours uh, round trip to Worcester, Massachusetts, to get the Nutcracker. I am so grateful for that connection. He has been wonderful and confirms that there is a Santa Claus. XL. So a few things. Worcester, Massachusetts. I went to Worcester Academy Sports Camp for like eight years as a kid. Where Santa Claus lives, apparently. Um, where Santa lives. I can confirm that it's not <laughs> actually where Santa lives. Do you think, unless Jocelyn Fox is Santa Claus, because keep it foxy, Jocelyn Fox is the one Worcester queen to come through RuPaul's Drag Race. Or Worcester is like Santa's summer home. So he just like bops up there, like bops up to the North Pole like in the last few days. Yeah, maybe. Um, so... <laughs> I will say this tweet from Bethany was nice-ish. Like, it wasn't... Mm, Nice. It's a little, like, throwing the whole... Mm, It's like... She said Dorinda was kind enough and then also later said I'm grateful for that. It made the whole scene seem produced. It's reality TV, I know, baby. I know. <laughs> what do you think we're watching? Bethany has her producer hat on. She does. Um, Just like she... She... I, she didn't really sleep in that fish room. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Um, what else? Like, I, no, but I wonder, like... Did they, like, cook this, this plotline up together? Because, like, I feel like... Thank you could, like... It's almost, like, hard to keep thank you in your mouth. Like, thank you, like, slips out so easily. Oh, I say thank you. Like, I say thank you to, to like... To no one. <laughs> I'm like... Thank you. If, like, if, if I'm going to a deli and they're making me a bagel, you know how many times I'll say thank you yeah. in that? So, yeah, I'm not on Team Bethany. She could have said thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll say thank you, like, seven times to someone who's making me a bagel, which costs... Which takes, like, five minutes. Yeah. I like the people, like, getting onto the subway, walking into me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pleasure. <laughs> I say sorry, like, more than I should. Uh, so, so that's that. <laughs> okay. Should we go to 
the Red Cross party. Not party. The Red Cross blood drive. Uh, there was one more thing at, at Bethany's party. Okay. Two things, actually. Okay. Number one, Bethany bringing up Tom's new new boyfriend. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Sorry, I'm just thinking in, like, homosexual terms. Girlfriend. <laughs> You're a homosexual, Stephen. Uh, so then, like, Lou doesn't seem to know what's going on. And then I loved her line in The Talking Head. Lay low, dick. <laughs> Beautiful. Chef kiss. Uh. Uh, and then, to get ready for the Red Cross event, we need to discuss... Once Carol, Dorinda, one other woman, I want to say, Tinsley, no, not Tinsley, some other woman leaves, and Bethany says, is Carol sad? <laughs> um, Carol's sad, she's lonely, she's this, she's that. Dropping hints, putting her producer hat on, dropping hints with the most loudmouth person in the group. Yeah. I mean, Sonia, her job literally this season is just running back and forth, telling everyone what everyone else said. Um, she's done it like three times already. She's the Alex McCord. Yeah. She's the messenger. I am the messenger. Um, and, like, we'll get into it, but, like, the first thing she says to Carol is ask her if she's sad at the Red Cross <laughs> party, which is hilarious. Um, a blood drive with no blood. How dreadful. How dreadful. <laughs> Although, hello, can we give blood? No. No, yeah, this is rude. So none of us. A housewife, a country queen podcast host. Do you think all the housewives were just like, it, it, what the Mexico thing was made up, they were just standing in solidarity with uh, their gay fans? <laughs> yes. They were like, I will not give blood. Uh, but this is very Luann to like host something like this and like... Not, not work know. it out. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Although she did, I mean, I remember, remember, like, after Bethany did her thing, Luann went on her world tour. Her, not her, it wasn't a world tour. <laughs> she went Ranger. to, like, Palm Springs. She went to Palm I Springs. I mean, Palm, Palm Beach, rather. She went to Palm Beach, and she did go to Puerto Rico. Oh, she did? Yeah, don't you remember? We, we, sure? we reported on that, for sure. I thought... They showed pictures of it during the episode. I thought the thing was that she went to Palm Beach while Bethany was going to Puerto Rico. I, I can fact check. I'm willing to be wrong. Unlike, they showed pictures. Unlike some people here. <laughs> the dictator. Future dictator of. Uh, okay. But I loved Son needing the cookie and juice despite the fact of not, of not giving blood. <laughs> and she was like straddling women. She was like going. It was almost as if she was like uh, one of those like support dogs who like goes yeah. like people bring in like during times of trauma. She was like, that one woman was like, had her like, a hand, oh, hand around. It was like a wedding band on the. <laughs> <laughs> but then when Ramona shows up, and Ramona looked amazing for the, the blood drive. Yeah. Like, I feel like she like got her like scheduling mixed up for like well, the two events. Also, Sonia was wearing oh, yeah, a, a sequin dress. Yeah, yeah. dress. Yeah, yeah. But when, when Ramona shows up and Stone says, those boobs got a lot of blood in there. <laughs> So, it's I like, mean, these women are all earning their checks. They were just like being clowns around this like <laughs> fucking serious blood drive. Um, it was interesting that the blood drive was serving shepherd's pie, which Sonia pointed mm, out. I didn't know it was that. Family tradition. 
your family's tradition. I think it's like an Irish thing. Mm. It's like shepherd's pie. Oh, I thought it was Br- British too, probably, well, right? It's right across yeah. the... Yeah, the pond. The pond. Um, although, you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, even if they're not giving blood, I'm sure them hosting an event where they will be makes people show up and they will, the people who show up... Was it blood. advertised as they were going to be mean, there? I mean, you and I didn't know about it. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I just want to touch on this, the Carol is sad thing. And then Carol said kind of what I was thinking is like, Bethany's saying things about me. She means how she feels about herself. Yeah. And like Bethany kind of alluded to it as well. Mm -hmm. How she's been like, like she got into the Puerto Rico thing and her, like she just goes from work to handling the Puerto Rico stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that's her life. And I'm sure... That's it. Like, she's kind of hanging out with Dennis a little bit. And mm-hmm. then... Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. And then her friends, she's sending that one girl that we saw at Michelle Collins's improv show to drop off the cash cards to Red Cross. Oh my god. The specificity of bringing the cash cards and the way that the girl talked to the director of the Red Cross... Was wild, 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 wild country on Netflix. It was like... We don't trust you to do the right yes. thing with a check. So here are cash cards. To, to please distribute in Puerto Rico. <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. And like, impressive for this girl to go do. I mean, like, she's been Bethany's assistant for yeah, many I mean, years now. I mean, I'm sure she didn't cook up the script, but for mm-hmm. her to go and then execute the script... I'd be nervous. I'd be I'd like, be like, I'd be like thank you. <laughs> I'd be like, is there a way I can cash these cards and then give them a check myself? <laughs> okay, we have two things to address. Number one, the Bethany Ramona phone call. There were 20 cameras on Ramona. The way that was filmed and set up was iconic. <laughs> But also... Strangely, the highest production value we've ever seen. Yeah. But also, strangely, did Bethany know that she was going to call Ramona and... Or, like, Ramona was going to call her or however that worked out and that she was going to be on, like, film at that moment? I mean, they definitely had a scheduled call, which doesn't make any sense. Why wasn't there a camera on Bethany? There wasn't a speakerphone, even. Like, even when there's not a camera on someone, we at least get a speakerphone. But, like, the cameras were trying their damnedest to pick up, like, whatever audio that was between, like, Ramona's ear and the phone. Coco's in, like, the bike lane. (laughs) Maybe a car lane. And she's only got two good summers left. Coco's been with us since the beginning. Yeah, So Coco's about to die. No, Coco's gonna outlive us all. Um... It was just like, and it was like classic Ramona, like kind of the same argument from Berkshire's last year. I know you don't support women. You don't support women, Bethany. I know. <laughs> Bringing up the Nutcracker thing. The Nutcracker, which is like not her war to wage, but like she's happy to engage in a war. I know. And then, I... oh, we have a scene with Lou. Yes, with in that the same realtor. A furnished penthouse. She doesn't have to buy a couch. She doesn't have to buy a, a bed. 
I don't <sighs> think so. So there's parts of this penthouse that I like really liked. Like the bookshelves, I liked the way the books were placed. Although it felt like the kitchens in the hallway with the bookshelf, like I felt like the kitchen was way too mixed into, like I feel like the kitchen table's like up against the kitchen. Yeah, it was weird. Like the actual like cooking area of the kitchen was pretty big compared to like, it was laid out super weird, but what works, works. Um, and this is the penthouse where she took that, iconic photograph of her looking out into a rainy, stormy New York day. Amazing. Uh, so it was nice to see that. Mm-hmm. And, and like... Are we sure that was in the past? 100%. You could tell when they were, like, walking outside on the balcony. That, like, They took the photo from outside the balcony into, uh, like, and she's sitting on the couch that's in the living room of the penthouse. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Uh, and, and like, she got it right before the shit went down. That's true. But throughout this episode, the sound of, like, give this, give this, give the cameraman Emmys for the Ramona call, give the sound effect crew Emmys, because every time, like, Tom and Lou came up, they were, like, little sounds gearing you up for Mm -hmm. what was going to happen in the end of the episode. The previews for this episode did not indicate... Any of this was going down. I thought we were gonna get a. I thought we were gonna get that in the middle of the next episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like preview, like next week. Mm-hmm. Woo, 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 like like police alarms and stuff. No, it is a roller coaster of a ride. Yeah, it's probably clearer video than what TMZ posted and better audio. Well, first of all, she said. Oh yeah, I'm. She like laid it all out. I'm going to Palm Beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To stay in Jupiter um, with my brother. With my brother. Then I'm going to Chile. Then I'm going to wherever. You're not going anywhere, honey. And then, forty-eight hours later. Forty-eight hours later. And it like forty-eight hours later was like played over like, like a city sweep or something of like that. Palm Beach. Yeah, like we've got footage from like the back of the car. Yeah. Which you were saying it was clearer than TMZ. So they must, like, how did they procure this footage? Uh, Is it fair use? No, no, not fair use. It's like public, public act, like anyone from the public can access it. Okay. Yeah. So they've got that. They've got some news footage. um, uh, And then they've got the fucking judge telling her. Which we saw, but it was like, all packaged together felt crazier than when we were consuming it individually. Yeah. Ugh. Beautiful. Like, uh, how can people still say that Beverly Hills is better? <laughs> I mean, like, you are a loony toony, fresh and fruity, if you think. Don't call people fruity. That's like <laughs> no, a slur. No, we can't. No, because I'm, like, part of the community. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's, uh, it's like, sad. It's... Not as sad as it could be because she's past it. She's able to joke about it. Yeah. She's like making jokes about it in her cabaret these days. So I think you have to laugh. You, we have. To, I mean, I have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, iconic episode. What do we have coming next week? I feel like I was too 
I was like on the floor. It's like everyone reacting to it. Yeah, I couldn't even focus. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, like uh, people like Dorinda calling Luann. Yeah, I think like Tinsley's like really gleeful about it. Oh yeah, um, and she makes some joke like, I only got a misdemeanor yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Interesting. Um, so this episode wraps up five seasons of us going to the Berkshires. I can't believe it's been five seasons. I know, because the first one, like, doesn't stick in, out in your mind. Even the second one stick out in your mind as, like, a Berkshires It has only trip. been an event for the past three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the first two, I think, um, laid the, the, the foundation. Right. The groundwork. Right. Uh, all thanks to Heather Thompson. Heather Thompson. Miss Heather Thompson, who, uh, as we know from last week, Ramona calls that woman. <laughs> so we haven't had time to do it in a while, and we're already running long, but thus it shall be. Mm-hmm. Um, a little deep dive this week. Okay. Um, so Season six. Season six. Let's get right into it. Um, we asked a few people. We asked people to send uh, voice memos talking about like their favorite standout Berkshire's moments. Let's just play the first one. Sure. Hi, Dan. Hi, Brendan. My favorite Berkshire memory is Ramona asking Heather if her home was the house or the garage. Bye. Thank you, anonymous caller. Um, that episode is severely underrated. Yeah. Um, it has everything from Ramona with that comment, and then ordering air conditioning to Heather's garage, and talking about making mud pies in the woods. Oh my god! Throwing a glass in Chris and Takeman's face, um, which you can read about in the piece we wrote for Mike.com. Yes, about iconic drink throws. Um, as you said, Ramona gets PTSD in the woods about her yeah. upbringing. Her and childhood. Then, and then charters a jet. To the Hamptons, because, like, why would you come to the Berkshires? Yeah. Whose party was it that she ended up at in the Hamptons? Oh, it was, like, it's a like, name. Not Rebecca Romaine, but, like... No, like, l- further down the list. I don't know. It'll come to me. Molly... Mm-hmm. Molly Sims. Sims. Yes. Mm, I think so, right. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that started it all. That was more of, like, the country flavor that, like, Montana brought. That was a very country year. Yeah. We also just didn't realize that we were gonna... At that point, we didn't know that the Berkshires was gonna be a thing. That we revisited. We thought it was one and done. Yeah. Heather and Kristen really brought us out of our element and made us go to the country a lot that year. Sure, yeah. Uh, but then... The following year, while it's like easy to forget that Heather was still on when Bethany returned, yeah, on when Bethany returned, on when Dorinda joined. Well, Dorinda, I, Dorinda and her had the Berkshires together. That was like their entire storyline. Yeah, um, and the second time we go to the Berkshires, it was Christmas time. Thank God, at Dorinda's. Yes, and I remember this first time. Didn't it feel like there were. Like a mishmash of people there? It was because everyone was allowed to bring a date. Mm. And so Ramona brought um, that man who owns AOA, who then went yeah. on to work with Sonia on Tipsy Girl. Yes, Peter yes. or whatever. I'm Facebook friends with them. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, and so everyone was able to bring a date. So it felt like a lot of people were there. Mm-hmm. And then 
Bethany surprised everyone. She wasn't supposed to come, but she made it work. Yeah, because of her daughter. Yeah. Bern was in the car. Sitting in the car with Kevin. <laughs> Bern or something, or at the hotel or something. <laughs> um, but she made it work. Um, and, like, this, a big part of this storyline that year was, like, Heather being too much for Bethany. Yeah. And, like, Heather was trying to, like, get Bethany some food. And this is where the fucking shellfish thing comes yeah. in that you were discussing. Bethany's talking about being allergic to some sort of fish. And this is a, a rare time where I d- identify with Bethany. Where you're just like, oh, yeah, like, I can't eat that. I'm allergic to it. And then, like, everyone wanting to jump down your throat to, like, solve the issue. Like, oh, we'll get you something else. Oh, I'm the oh. one who's like, here, have more cheese. No, yeah, you're the one who just wants <laughs> me to die. But, like, people are like, oh, like... What if you get like a cheeseless pizza? I'm like, just like Jeez. leave me alone, <laughs> please. Pizza. So I do. I like. I hate when people like try to handle my allergy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like this one was pretty tame as far as like no one got like wasty. But it was dirt around Bethany's birthday, and mm-hmm. she like cried at some point. Well, like, I think that's the thing. She always cries in the yeah. pictures. But also, like, she always cries when it's her birthday, too. Oh, yeah. As we know from Bethany Ever <laughs> After or whatever. Exactly. I'll never forget that scene of her hiding in that bathroom on her birthday. Yeah. So. Year three. Year three was, like, the year that it became an institution. Truly. This is, I made it nice. This is where Sonia was not allowed to be there. Right. Because why wasn't she allowed to be there? She had gotten too drunk in Atlantic City. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That was the Atlantic City season. Maybe not. No, it wasn't. No, Atlantic wasn't, City yeah. season it was the was first season. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she. I think like she. I think like Sonia being drunk was a bigger plot point. It was point. like a thing that went from Atlantic City into where they went that year, where was Saint whatever, and then it like carried over into the next yeah. year and. Dorinda decided to be the person who was like, this is going to be my thing with Sonia. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. Uh, So this was the year where my hair is looking a whole lot like yours. Yeah. Should we get to the call yet, or should we not get to the call? Let's get to the call. Okay. Hi, Dan. Hi, Brendan. This is Rachel coming off of an insane high after just meeting Kevin Lee at my place of work, which I posted about in the Facebook group. Anyways, wanted to share my favorite Berkshire's memory. Has to be hands down when Lou walked outside after her gigantic fight with Bethany, sat on the curb with Jules. They both smoked cigs, and Jules was not complaining. She was telling Lou about her ailing father, and Lou brought it all back to her. Iconic, wonderful, one of the best moments. Anyways, I'm still shaking. Kevin Lee was insane. I hope you have a good, have a great rest of your week. Bye. Oh, Jules. May our fallen sister rest in peace. I mean, this this was the season that aired during our first yeah year covering. It's the reason we started. The reason for the season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was the Bethany and Lou thing, but Jules was dealing with like that her father dying, being, being sick. I being think. sick. I'm Do not sure he he's still died. around. Uh, I mean, I don't really follow Jules so much these days, mm-hmm. although I do want to say, since we're on the topic of Jules, and we talked about Heather as well, I have, like, a fondness 
for everyone that's been on this franchise. Even Cindy Barshop? Even Cindy... I, would, I wouldn't mind checking in with Cindy Barshop for an episode. I don't want her back. Every other girl that's been on, I would take back. Aviva? You I would take, take back? back. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You take Kelly back? I feel like they would have to drag her kicking and screaming. Like, she doesn't want to come back. She doesn't know how to play the show. Yeah. Like, she has no idea yeah. what the show is. Yeah. Um, but Jules, Kristen, Heather. Jules and Carol hiding in a closet at one point. And admiring the wallpaper. And Carol pointing out that that's what rich people do. Then all of a sudden they're playing Twister. Well, Dorinda and Jules are doing that to like diffuse the situation mm-hmm. a little bit. And this is I Made It Nice. Yeah. I mean, like, we're still talking about I Made It Nice three years later. Oh, my God. Although I would say... Because they were making fun of her cake. Yeah, well, because it's the cake. It's... um, Hannah's cake. Hannah's cake smushed together with Dorinda's cake. Which still doesn't make sense, but whatever. Especially since their birthdays are, like, two weeks apart. And, like, why didn't Hannah eat her cake? Although, don't people, when they get married, they, like, put the cake in the freezer and then they eat it a year later? Yeah. So I guess the cake could have been in the freezer, maybe. So, no, that's gross, though. Like, just eat the damn cake. I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, it's a tradition. Some people eat it many years later. That is disgusting. <laughs> One year's already pushing it for me. <laughs> Sitting in the freezer for a year? It doesn't, like, last forever. It, aren't there th- things you can do to, like, save it? Put, like, formaldehyde on it or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So last year was when we were like, okay, how are they going to top the previous year? Right. And there were so many little whirlwinds all over the place. Mm -hmm. There was Bethany and Ramona, where this was the point where like Bethany and Ramona were barely even speaking to each other. Right. And then they had the blowout that was like based in like Beth Ramona talking about that porno that Bethany did that oh, softcore porn yeah she brought that up in the Hamptons mm-hmm. and they're having a blowout about that mm-hmm. and then Bethany is crying begging Luann to not marry Tom oh yeah I forgot about that just oh. like a month before the, the wedding not even a month like barely yeah. a month uh, Sonia was invited <coughs> and she like was pretending not to drink that season was wild because Sonia kept on, like, saying she was, like, not drinking, but then, like, every single scene she would have, like, a glass of wine or something in her hand. Yeah. Um, and then but, she fell asleep, like, sitting up in the dining room? I think she was, like, sleepwalking or something, <laughs> which is so weird. Um, and then she did the thing that Dorinda held a grudge about. She yes. took... The pajamas. The pajamas from the plastic wrap in... The closet, and they were pajamas that Richard had given to Dorinda. Yeah. Which is now why we have the rule rundown. I know, I love the rules. Uh, um, and then Ramona destroyed... Uh, ripping... Remember, like, how we thought Ramona was, at first, just being an animal? Yeah, and, like, climbing <laughs> up and, like, ripping off, like, actual light fixtures, but then we realized it was production Production, lights. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been, like, a marvelous five years this year. Somehow lived up to it all. And you know that they're going to keep us going back there. Yeah. And like the deep cuts of the first few years, I think aren't discussed enough and Mm -hmm. need to be looked back on more fondly. I think those like three years, was it three years? Two years. 
No, five and five six. Five and six. Five and six. Um, people don't consider them, like... Good. Good. Even though if you watch them, like, they were. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Let's close out this Berkshire's discussion with someone who has a personal fond memory of the Berkshires. Oh, so yeah. let's listen to that call. Hi, Dan and Brendan. This is Kelsey from Boston calling. Um, my favorite Berkshire's memory is actually last summer. I went on a garden tour of different houses in the Berkshires with my mom, and Dorinda's house was a stop on the way. I met Dorinda. She was lovely. John was there. He was lovely. But I didn't want to, like, rock up and not say anything and just take a photo, so I asked her how much of the house is original, and she said, all of it. So I said, oh, the the pool outside and the stone walkways? And she said, no, I did that. And then my mom asked, what about the drop ceilings in the library? And she goes, no, I did that too. So I don't know how much of the house is original. But that's my favorite Berkshire's memory. She was super nice. They gave us all a bottle of rosé. John took a photo with us. And it was an all-around fun time. Other than that, this episode, oof, killed me. As a Bethany super fan, it's hard for me to see her this way. It sucked. And I don't even really like Carol that much, but I find myself being on her side, which is a new space for me. I'm working on it. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. I love Dorinda not knowing what original means. Yeah. (laughs) I think she just thinks, like, as long as it's not, like, a full other edition, it's original. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pool was not built in, like, 1900. Right. <laughs> uh, I would love to just, like, have a week at Bluestone Manor. I mean, you could definitely do this tour. Yeah, the did. tour. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to, like, like, wake up in the fish room, like, stretch my arms, go down for a cup of coffee, get, like, a croissant, play some Twister. Maybe one day. One day. Dreams do come true. Uh, but we have a Freak of the Week and One True Queen to get to. Mm-hmm. And Brendan, you brought this Freak of the Week to my attention, so please inform the family. So that American Woman show is coming out. So the Los Angeles Times did like a little profile on Kyle Richards where she's like a picture of her like staring at a window, um, yada, yada, yada. Her new teeth are there. Um, but... In one of the things, they're talking about, like, A-list celebrities who are into these shows. So, like, they talk a little bit about, like, Jennifer Lawrence, Lady Gaga, Mm. yada, yada. Um, And then Kyle says... Oh, God. One of my favorite stories is my daughter was at a karaoke place, and someone came in, and there was a lot of commotion, like a big entourage. She turned around and was talking to some of her friends, and then she felt a tap on her shoulder, and she turned around, and it was Rihanna. And Rihanna goes, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with you. And my daughter started to cry, and she goes, I'm so confused what's happening. I th- what My theory about yes. this is that uh, Rihanna is a big fan of Vanderpump Rules and thought that Farah was Sheena Shea. I think that's the only way this story makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Kyle doesn't say which daughter it is. It has to be Farah. Yeah. I mean, she's the only one who's an adult Besides the one who just went off to college? Just went off to college. She's been in college for years. Oh. Um, but... But she goes to college up in Boston. So it wouldn't be... Rihanna's not, like, trouncing around in Boston. She might. 
But like, the only one who you could pick out of lineup is Portia. Yeah, and it's not Portia's not like hidden the karaoke bars. Right, and <laughs> does Portia know who Rihanna is? <laughs> I think I'm. I swear to God, this is my theory. I love. This I sent it up to God. It was Farah and Rihanna thought it was Sheena Shea because we know that Rihanna loves Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I love this conspiracy theory. Yes. Uh, Sore freak is Kyle. Kyle. Yes. yes. As always. As always. Ugh. Uh, the one true queen. We don't have a, a Drag Race episode this week since there's not a new episode of Drag Race. So perfect time to give the one true queen to. Aja, as usual. Mm-hmm. Except this time, she's a model. Oh my god! For H and M, and she posted an Instagram story from Times Square of the H and M at H and M ad, like airing. It's a video ad, and Aja is smiling. Yeah, it's like H and M's Pride campaign. Like Aja's in it. Gus Kenworthy's in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at Aja now. She went from. Talking about models to becoming one. Yeah, where's Valentina? Where's Valentina? You know, where is Valentina? I think she's like on tour. Yeah, but you like, I feel like she's not in the conversation. You don't hear from her as much as you hear from like other people in her season. Like, I feel like I'm always hearing from Shay. I'm, I'm always, always hearing, hearing from, from Shay. I'm hearing from Farah. Um, maybe I just don't follow Valentina. Yeah, I don't I mean, true, true, true. Uh, so thank you for sticking it out with us this week. Uh, a classic sticking it out I mean it's an hour and 20 minutes this good <laughs> we gave the queens what they want a fucking deep dive yeah, for once a deep dive uh, so if you liked it leave a review it's free <laughs> um, follow us on twitter facebook you got some facebook promo join the secret closed group it's been like today there's been like 10 posts yeah stuff was popping up while we were recording exactly so you never know. It's all the late breaking news. The conversation is happening. You just need to be a part of it. We're discussing who we're voting for Miss Congeniality. Hopefully you're voting for the heart of season 10. Um, if you have any good reports like the ones you heard today, please call us at 717-47-FREAK. Or email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. Um, you could find me at IDKIDK. You can find Brendan at not Brendan. Mm. So like, comment, subscribe. Love us, love us, please retweet. Heart share, retweet. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E 
D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.